tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. We bring you the best bits from a big week of news. How's this for a lineup, Mel? Mel Trasine is back. Titus O'Reilly's here, plus singer, actor, now author, Rob Mills is here. Yeah. How good. Let's start with the big international news. Liz Truss has resigned. Liz Truss resigned. The Prime Minister has resigned, and there's a wallaby on the loose. Okay. Big news. If you, if you see Israel for loud, just give us a call. That'll be great. <laughs> Look, Mel, this week, of course, saw the resignation of Liz Truss. In an emotional press conference. This was six weeks ago. I am determined to deliver. Today. I cannot deliver the mandate. Working well. Look, Liz Truss, she's now the officially the shortest-serving UK PM. She was in position for 44 days. I have bottles of sauce, which are older, in my food cupboards. In her food cupboards. Her food cupboards. Yeah. She also has gastro that outlasted Liz Truss, yeah. so it's amazing. Look, she didn't just lose the leadership. Liz Truss didn't just lose her job today. She also lost to a wilting iceberg lettuce and a blonde wig <laughs> that had been trying to outlast her as Prime Minister. Yeah, that's her chief advisor as Is well. Is it really? So, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, UK TV had a field day. The lettuce has outlasted Liz Truss. But to talk about that... Look, the new UK Prime Minister is Rishi Sunak, who last night got the nod as leader of the Conservative Party. And he inspired the nation with a stirring speech. I will work day in, day out to deliver for the British people. Uh-huh. Because okay. we would have an applause. <laughs> OK, okay go on. <laughs> Lucky he got, he got out of there. There was a lettuce on a string that was just about to be <laughs> Tory voters are upset with how it's all played out. None of you lot united behind Truss over the past six weeks. Oh, Dan, you know I love you to bits, but you need grief counselling. <laughs> Look, critics of the Conservative Party came out firing. This ridiculous circus. It's a circus. Basically, the ringmaster has left the circus and the clowns are eating the acrobats. <laughs> metaphor, mind you. Their reputation, their brand, in the words of so many of them, has been fed into the shredder. They've got to try and turn that shredder on in reverse, which doesn't work, does it? It's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I think his brain went through yes. a shredder. <laughs> Look, I think this newsreader summed it up best. I'm absolutely effing furious. I just don't effing care anymore. Wow. <laughs> It was his banter with the weather lady as Not well. Good. So. Not good. <laughs> Look, I think this German newsreader summed it up better. Das Parlament mit den Worten verließ. I'm fucking furious and I don't fucking care anymore. Wow, wow. That's, that's actually German for no worries. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> So where did this all start? Well, it began with the resignation of the Home Secretary. Then came a vote in the House on fracking, which quickly became a cluster frack. Okay. <laughs> You'll turn that cluster frack into reverse. Yes. And then... I'm fracking furious. <laughs> so what did the voters make of it all? It was hard to tell. You know, the Prime Minister's just resigned. Yeah, I know. What do you think? Good. She was rubbish. <laughs> I don't know if we can see her again. Nice to get a comment on her way to Club a Seal. That was a lovely... <laughs> OK, no, not many Seal Clubbing fans in the house tonight. OK. 
Look, for many, the news came as quite a shock. Everybody looked pretty shell-shocked, actually. Nobody wanting to talk to us at all. Maybe it's the statues you're interviewing. Maybe that's the problem. Try putting a dollar in his hat. Yes. Well, many opted instead to ring in to radio and TV shows. And if you would like to get in touch this morning, here is the number for you. So it's 0207 862 The numbers must be dialed in the right order. Smallest to largest. Yes, in the right order. <laughs> Look, this whole crisis is moving so quickly. The pace of events means some haven't even had a chance to catch up on today's news. She'll get over it. <laughs> She'll survive. You know she's been. You know she's resigned. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> he, he dialed in the wrong order, yeah. didn't he? So what happens next? Well, many in the UK are clear. There should be a general election. A general election. A general ere- election. He's <laughs> suffering from electile dysfunction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Labour will be a stiff opposition. Yes. They will be a stiff opposition. Look, a lot of talk was about Boris Johnson coming back. Reaction was mixed. I think it would be the most terrible thing ever to happen in British politics. Good luck and to him. I'm well up for it. Go Bojo. Go yeah. Bojo. <laughs> I'm well up for it as a new dating show coming soon to Japan. All the talk was about Boris Johnson, and I like how Channel 4 covered the story. So is Boris Johnson about to rise again? (laughs) I think she's about to be eaten by a clown. That was from uh, Cirque du Segway. I've got bottles of sauce that were funnier than that joke. What are we doing? Well, there were a lot of reporters, Mel, making a tenuous link between the big story and their backgrounds. The race to be Prime Minister has teed off. Who will take over and put the pieces back together? They hope that juggling the act at the top will keep them possibly in power. You should have seen her Queen's death coverage. She's as as dead as this doornail. Um, Too soon? Okay. But it was all about Liz Trussmel and STV in Scotland compiled this touching tribute. We leave you with a look back at the UK's shortest ever serving leader. Good night. Opening up new pork markets. Beautiful, beautiful tribute. That beautiful song by Bojo, I believe. Oh, really? (laughs) Still, Liz Truss wasn't the only politician to leave office this week. After three decades in the job, MP Trevor Mallard said his goodbyes today. (laughs) Down the slope. But it wasn't the only political departure in New Zealand this week. The national MPs fall from grace over a conflict of interest. Barbara Kuriger is accused of a serious lapse in judgment. Now... (laughs) A serious lapse in judgment. I recognise her. Yes, that is Barbara Kuriger. You might recognise that clip because we played it on our show yes. last year. So to farewell, Barbara, let's see it again. We'll be back right after the break, right here. Welcome back. You're watching the Cheap Seats. Now, you can get in touch with us anytime using the hashtag CheapSeatsAU. 
The letters must be typed in the right order. That is so important. Thank you so much. Look, moving on, Tim, yes. and tonight... Of course, it's budget night. That's right, Mel, a massive night of long economic speeches. I think this sums up how we all feel. I'm fucking furious <laughs> and I don't fucking care anymore. Perfect. Just, good, good to hear from Matthias Corman. It's yeah. nice to hear his words. Elbow's been in discussion all week. Not sure what he's doing here, though. Other projects that the federal government wants now. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big names behind the budget, though, Mel, is Finance Minister Katie Gallagher. I'm more concerned about who's behind her. There isn't, you know, one particular agency. It's right across government. We're looking at various <laughs> programs, <laughs> obviously. When he started going like this... No, 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 no. Bit... <laughs> Still, though, there was room in the budget for some charitable donations. Despite all of that belt tightening, the Prime Minister was happy to hand over a cheque for $6 million to help sick kids as part of Telethon in Perth on the weekend. Anthony Albanese was made to wear his pyjamas. Oh, yes, the pyjamas are the embarrassing yes. outfit. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Can we go back to that guy? I don't know if we can go back to the Mankini man. <laughs> Sorry, you just want to have a look. <laughs> just there's a hole in his budget, dear Labor, dear Labor. Yes. Moving on. Of course, that was from Telephone Mail, Western Australia's annual children's fundraiser that raised a record $71 million. Incredible effort by all in the call centre. We are back in the NRA, NRMA. It's all happening down here, the NRMA. It is the NRA, NRMA. The NRMA call centre now. Call insurance call centre. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> the NRMA call centre, call insurance call centre. <laughs> Guys, the letters must be in the right order. They must be in the right order. Come on, guys. You know this. We know this. It was an incredible event, the telethon, with everyone calling that special number. Know the song? One, three, hundred, seven, three, seven, five, three, seven. Seven, 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 seven. <laughs> OK, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Look, now, so many incredible donations at Telethon and some beautiful messages as well. Sienna Wall from Port Kennedy has donated $10 and said, good luck, guys, with a little love heart. Stephen Chan from Bull Creek, $100, and he said, please send a receipt. Beautiful yeah. messages <laughs> with a love heart. Beautiful. Donations came with conditions. The Burgess family from Byford have rung up and they've offered 50 bucks and they'll double it if I'll take my shirt off. And they'll double it if... No. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> well, look, so many celebrities were manning the phones, including the Prime Minister. G'day, Wendy. From Lake Macquarie, a beautiful part of uh, New South Wales. How's the weather going there? How's the weather going? Yeah, no, there's a lot of people doing it tough with the floods at the moment. Uh, thanks for calling in. We'll leave the Prime Minister to we'll the Prime Minister there. We won't come back. Love heart. Tim, Telethon is all about one thing. The saying here at uh, Telethon is doing it for the kids, and that's what it is all about, doing it for the kids. I think I can see his little kids. Uh, <laughs> No, the kids did get to meet some celebrities, including Manu from My Kitchen Rules. Have you got any more questions for me? Yes. Yes. Um, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> right before she sticks a knife in her. It's a brutal way to find out you've been axed, isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, right. 
Um, moving on now, and this week we've all been hearing those classic sayings. You're right. Monkey see, monkey do. I think it goes to show that a bird in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. As Jason has said, you can't be receiving confidential briefings during the day about outlaw motorcycle gangs and be in bed with one of them at night. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> A bikey in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. We know the saying. Comanchero at night, senator's delight. Yes. <laughs> but to some tragic news. Japan's oldest toilet has been damaged after it was rammed by a car. Different kind of room reveals in Japan. Yes. <laughs> Still, though, so much to celebrate this week. And Sunrise is staying positive. Hey, happy Friday! <laughs> Coming up next at 7 o'clock, the Federal Police Investigation. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big stories this week was yet another hack. This time on Medibank and their customers. Including politicians, actors, bloggers, LGBT activists and drug addicts. <laughs> One high-profile customer is the Prime Minister. <laughs> I just hope there's no hack on Ray-Bans, because he could be in trouble on both. Well, speaking of personal information, nobody overshares more than the contestants on The Chase. Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm a professional nanny and I was once bitten by a funnel-web spider and survived. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert! alert. <laughs> Just on The Chase, I was watching this week and oh. this contestant caught my eye. Love anything to do with space and all that kind of thing. Do you thing. believe that man has walked on the moon? No. Absolutely not. No, I don't. I think that was a conspiracy. <laughs> I wish you lots of luck. And your time starts. Now, the first person to set foot on the moon was US astronaut Neil Who? Armstrong. Correct. <laughs> she also doesn't think that Laura survived that spider bite. No. Well. She has her doubts. Yes. Moving on now, and it's been yet another week of wild weather. Let's get the latest. With the rain tumbling down and those alarming forecasts, now, <laughs> I'm not sure Joel Dry was the best reporter to send down. Look, one reporter in the floods, Sarah Jane Bell, is taking it to the next level. To Sarah Jane, and Sarah Jane, the Murray River set to hit a major flood level this morning. Yeah, guys, I should not be standing in water right now. This is water from both the Get Murray out. and Get the out. Golden River. I can't wait to see your report on bushfires. <laughs> Guys, I should not be on fire. It's right hot. Now. It's hot. Reporters are getting on the ground to hear people's stories. The trick with live TV interviews is when you're cutting someone off, make sure it's not obvious. We're a tight knit group and we're sticking together. We try to get together at least once a day. There have um, been plenty of drinks. I even saw the DJs <laughs> out last night. Thank you very much for having a chat with us this morning, Nick. You have to remember as well. That is the DJ Dr. Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, how can you best protect your home? Yeah, Sunrise consumer correspondent Sean White has been talking to the experts about protecting your home. Sean. Yeah, Koshinak, good morning. Some good tips up uh, because the storm season is officially in full swing. Yeah, great tip, a giant umbrella. That'll, <laughs> that'll do us. Yes. Well, there is a housing crisis in Queensland. Local government will be key, and the Federal Housing Minister, Julie Collins, has confirmed... <laughs> She's not happy about that. What? Oh. Uh, no, no, come back, come back, come back. <laughs> Look, it's not all bad news. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Look, it's not all bad news this week. Virgin is slashing the prices of their flights to help ease the costs. Does price matter to you when you're booking airfares? Very important. It's important. The landing is more important. <laughs> Well, it's actually time to get on a plane. Really? And head.
Families in the audience, I got way more hyped up. Is that, is that true? Your family's in the audience? My mum and my sister. They came yeah. across the ditch. They did, because they didn't want to miss out on all the New Zealand news, so they came here. Uh, a few. I'd, I'd love to have a family that supports me. <laughs> um, my mum would have been here, but she got pulled up by the booze bus outside yeah, the front, yeah, so yeah. currently having a stomach pump. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> there's some news across the ditch. Yeah, there is. Farmers all over the country have taken their tractors to the street. I will say that's a protest. That's just that's not just how we travel in New Zealand. <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was the Auckland Grand Prix. Yeah, so that's... Uh, farmers are not happy with a new emissions tax. Christchurch was perhaps the most colourful. We have lots of hungry people because they can't afford the food. Wow, great to hear from Cruella Deville. Yes. <laughs> Well, farmers in New Zealand want their message heard. Bringing dogs and unconventional props. I think that's a weapon. Yes, it might be a weapon. Sometimes when you're on television, it is a good chance to get your political beliefs out there, even if it's not relevant. We do our bit. We um, plant trees and we um, look after our environment. If other people lose their farms, they might be a bit sad too. Also, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> what do we want? Support for farmers. When do we want it? I hate broccoli. What is the message there? Well, Mel, I'm sure they'll be able to innovate because, as usual, New Zealand has their finger on the pulse when it comes to cutting-edge technology. The iconic 3.5-inch floppy disk is still in demand. Wow, the floppy disk! That's harsh. <laughs> it's no longer floppy. We had a general erection. Oh, OK, right. <laughs> with more in the cheap seats right after this. Time to talk all things arts and entertainment with our very own cultural correspondent. She's from Nova FM. It's Mel Tresino! So good to see you, Mel. What's been happening this week? Well, we're in the second last week of The Block, which is proving to be a real ratings juggernaut. And with exciting moments like this, I can see why. Joe from Finance will be managing all their invoices through Suncorp until lock-up. Ah, uh, got your invoice. All Scotty approved, so if you're got a moment, let's pay it. Yeah, too easy. That'd be Excellent. good. And <laughs> that's gone through. Should be paying instantly. Yep, just got it. Beautiful. That's all you got to do for good ratings. Tim, send me some cash. <laughs> I'm with Optus. Better not risk it. Um, just put that down. On last night's episode of The Traders, contestants were tasked with collecting statues to increase their prize money. They gave I thought the... it was to increase the audience. <laughs> <laughs> They gave the statues specific names in order to describe them, but it's their mental state I'm worried about. Only five minutes to go. We got the cat with no ears. Yeah, right. We've got <laughs> depression. Great. <laughs> so? <laughs> so do the producers, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Extreme Weddings Australia continues over on Seven. Last week we saw a couple getting married at KFC, and this week we met a couple wanting to get hitched while wearing costumes. Jared will be dressed as a unicorn. And Dory is... I go as a cupcake. I just decided I, I do the tasty treat part. Someone has to do it. Wow. <laughs> Looks like the cupcakes aren't the only thing baked. Yeah. On this show. <laughs> the, the groom's going to lift up the veil and be like, nope, she needs another 20 minutes. <laughs> 
Yes, when the, when the skewer comes out clean. <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know. Uh, we, then got to, we then got to see the cupcake dress. And if, <laughs> if anyone was confused by the choice in outfit, this seven news promo in the ad might shed some light on the situation. Tomorrow's death-defying unicorn and cupcake wedding is going to be different. On 7 News, Midlife Dementia on the rise. Old People's Home for, cup Old People's Home for Cupcakes is coming soon. It's going to be a great show. And the real love boat continues here on 10. A couple of weeks ago, we saw that no one on this show can remember anyone's names, and it's happened again. Michaela, it's yeah. your turn to um, hopefully find that connection and find some love. Well, I feel bad because I've forgotten his name. Oh. But I'm choosing the other twin. <laughs> Jesse. Midlife dementia. Yes. In the yes. Yeah. It, it does. It does hit. It does hit. Season three of Love Is Blind is out on Netflix. It's a show where singles date behind a wall, sight unseen, in the hopes of finding <laughs> the love of their life. I'm a busy gal watching all these shows. Now, when the singles think they have found the one, they get engaged and finally see each other for the first time. But not all proposals go to plan, like Andrew, who's just oozing sincerity and saline solution. Yeah, man, it hurts. Yeah. I guess it's a good moment for that. It's okay that I'm doing like your eyes are hurting me, like... Yeah. I don't mean... Oh. What? <laughs> um... I never thought I could care for someone that would bring me to tears. <laughs> So the Kardashians continues over on Disney Plus. Oh, hang on, let me just get a bit of. <laughs> <laughs> I just get really emotional. <laughs> we saw this heart. Is, is that your first emotion? <laughs> I didn't know I had this much range. <laughs> We saw this heartwarming moment between Kim and her grandmother. Pete and I were staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel last weekend, and we were sitting in front of the fireplace just talking for hours, and I was like, my grandma told me that you really live life when you have sex in front of the fireplace. And so we had sex in front of the fireplace in honour of you. <laughs> As opposed to sex in front of a vegetable crisper, which is behind Kim. <laughs> Uh, now, Chris Jenner, she got hip surgery on the show, which got them chatting about mortality and where they want to be buried. People are always like, this was once an ancient burial ground. And then they're like, oh, now my house is haunted with whatever. Can you imagine being haunted by the Kardashians? Aren't we already? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the name of your segment? Haunted <laughs> by the Kardashians. A lot of moaning coming from the fireplace, I believe. <laughs> Could be haunted. <laughs> Could be haunted. 
Now, as your cultural correspondent, I'm normally doing God's work, watching TV from my couch. But this week, I got the chance to interview a couple of Hollywood celebrities. Whoa! I know, probably the most famous people we've had on the show, no offence, Rob Mills. <laughs> Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane from the upcoming gay rom-com Bros. Wow. Yeah, it's a really fun movie and it reminds me of the type of classic rom-com we haven't seen in a while. It's about a guy... It reminds you of something you haven't seen. <laughs> it's a guy, Bobby, played by Billy Eichner, who falls for the very handsome Aaron, played by Luke McFarlane, and features some very funny cameos from Ben Stiller, Amy Schumer and Seth Meyers. Couldn't get interviews with them? <laughs> I work for the cheap seat, so you answer that. <laughs> You got to sit down with the, the big stars of Bros. The big stars of Bros. It was my first time wow. doing a celebrity interview and I reckon it got off to a great start. My name's Mel. I work for The Cheap Seats. Have you heard of the show? No. No. <laughs> Have you heard of Channel 10? No. no. <laughs> uh, they were fans of the doghouse, though, so we had that in common. This is big for us. This is our first major Hollywood interview, and you're representing the show here, so yeah. did you come back with some big, juicy exclusives? Yeah, you're going to be real proud. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is a big thing. We sent you out there. What yeah. did you bring back? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I reckon get those tears ready. <laughs> The film has a lot of fun pop culture references, yes. which is right up my alley. And so we got to speaking on the subject of their favourite women in pop culture. In gay culture, so much of uh, our identity is about worshipping women. That's true, you know, actually. Thinking Madonna and Mariah. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant me. I was like, <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been. I, uh... Comparing yourself to Madonna, are you also having breakdowns on TikTok, are you? What's, what's going on at the moment? I asked Luke if he would like to show off his acting chops, and by that I meant reenacting one of his shirtless scenes. I don't know whether you've already been asked this, Luke, but um, the dancing part, the dancing scene where you guys meet at the club. Yes. Did you like want to reenact it or something now and <laughs> reenact the dancing? We don't do any dancing. We don't do any dancing. No, I know it was more. We're just, just judging everyone. We're just standing around, yeah. not dancing. This yeah. is my way of sexualizing you to get you to. Oh, you want me to take my shirt off? I thought this was a bit far. Yes. <laughs> None of that. We had booked you for Magic Mike next week, but I reckon we cancelled that. I reckon we cancelled that. That's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Melchizedek? <laughs>
No, I'm proud. They played really well. It good, was a good great series. Time. That's not what you said off air. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on them. Good on them. We, <laughs> got, <laughs> we, got to, we, got to, we got to go to the game. We did. It was so fun. It was. <laughs> Big thank you to Gina Reinhardt for the tickets. Uh, <laughs> Now to the A-League, and we had a bit of a lightning scare at Amy Park. Ooh. Just nearly got hit by lightning. Next to John Aloisi, we almost got hit by lightning. John, you're OK? Yeah, well, I don't know. I need to go change my underwear, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. Now, that's the most exciting thing to happen at that stadium since this happened. Amy Parks joins us live from Amy Park. Amy, what's the latest? <laughs> Amy Park from Amy Park. That's incredible. The greatest moment in Australian sport. Back to you, Sue Studio. (laughs) (laughs) And then crossed to Emma CG at the MCG, which was great. Now, people don't always recognise just how dangerous soccer can actually be. Now, before we talk about his performance on the park, I want to talk about his performance, his headband. It wasn't because of a clash or a head... How did you do it? I was shifting some furniture. Who gets a head injury? Oh, my God. Can you give a red card to an ottoman? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, this year, Channel 10 have been given greater access to the A-League players. Here's Brisbane Raw striker Charlie Austin talking about parenting. I think the biggest thing is is when they come back from school and they tell you they've had a good day. Uh, That's the best. I got punched in the face today. But she got a 10 out of 10 for a concussion test, so well done. Now, what sort of Father of the Year advice does Charlie have to deal with such a situation? Well, I got punched in the nose at least, like, three or four times. What, in basketball? Yeah. Didn't you belt them back then? Oh, no. You should just belted them back, mate, when the referee wasn't looking. (laughs) Now, sport in the United States has always been a little bit different. Well, Texas Tech. And short a little bit of everything. Now, even inanimate objects are dangerous in America. Um, Ryan Brown's penalty kick saved by Ruthie Jones. There's the drama. And then a little bit of entertainment, too. That says a lot for Wake Forest. Tony DeLuz, frustration, gets his foot stuck in a crate. <laughs> well, what's the worst position in sport? I'd say it's sitting in front of soccer superstar Zlatan Ibrahimovic on the bench. This reminds me of every bus trip <laughs> during school I've ever been through, which my psychologist says I'm really working through. <laughs> Punch him back! <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm proud Australia's introduced the world to the Shoeys, yes. but here's some Australian UFC stars that may be taking it a little bit too far. safe. Uh, And finally, when kids play mascots at halftime in an NFL game, they play hard. Here we go. Now, a bit after the play, he doesn't leave him alone. What? Whoa! The masked fighter is coming soon. It's going to be a (laughs) river. We'll be back right after the break. Would you please thank Mr. Titus O'Reilly?
to the Chiefs Seats. Our next guest is a familiar face from the screen and on stage. He's a singer, dancer, actor and recently turned author. It's Rob Mills. Rob Millsy Mills. Would you please welcome to the desk, Rob Mills! Great to be here. Great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. We're big fans. We've been trying to get you on for a while. We've got a great excuse to get you on because yes. Rob Mills, ladies and gentlemen, has a book out. <laughs> it's called Putting On A Show. Yep. What's it about? Some people said it's a memoir. It's not a memoir. It's more along the lines of Lee Sales' Any Ordinary Day. Except... It's, it's Lee Sales' memoir. You've yeah, exactly. Lee Sales' <laughs> memoir. But instead of like going down the path of traumatic stuff, I talk about my own traumatic stuff. No, I talk about... Um, I'm trying to find out all the things that it is to be an Aussie man. So I, I realised like, over time, like the 70s, 80s, we had these archetypes of Aussie blokes. There's the beach blonde surfer bloke. There's the Jackie Howell sheep sharing bloke. Yeah. We... Don't you and I don't Stop quite looking at me like that? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not quite that. We're, we're not quite that bloke. So I want to find out who he is. You don't know me, Millsy. All right. Put <laughs> of respect. But that's right. That's right. The Aussie male has changed over time. Yeah. And I wanted to see what that looked like now. And with the help of uh, incredible uh, people like Dr. Pat McGorry, Professor Jane Perkis, Tommy Harkin, Kirk Docker, who started You Can't Ask That, uh, Tyson Younger-Porter, uh, Rowdy Walden. Probably like, don't have time for the so, so, yeah. There's lots, lots of great people I interview. Right. You so, can actually yeah. put that in the book. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> but you posted this when the book was printed and arrived. Now. Oh, you all right? It's a fucking <laughs> There it is. I thought it was my sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that why, that's why you had the helmet on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something jumped out. <laughs> I really wasn't sure what was going to be in the box, but, yeah, that, I was very excited and I obviously hadn't taken off my helmet from the scooter. Uh, yeah. Well, the mask reader is coming soon. It's going to be a great, great series. So it's, a, it's about your manhood. What did you learn? <laughs> I, I think that's the name of one of the sex toys you ordered. Oh, really? Well. Right. <laughs> I learned that uh, blokes are not very good at self-reflecting. Uh, I learned that blokes are also not very good at... They don't want to burden the other person, whether it's their partner, their mates, and that's I'll not... I'll just stop you there. You, you're burdening you're me. Burdening. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've also learned that uh, we we need a place. Blokes need the, the space to go and uh, to banter with their mates, but they also need to go and have that, have that space to also have real conversations. And we don't, we're not doing the real conversations. We're doing far too much banter. Just to need a little bit more real chat. Uh, from, from, you know, from what you've researched, yeah, yeah. who do you think epitomises the modern Aussie male? You know, I actually interviewed some uh, Aussie Melbourne firefighters one day, just walking along the street, just bumped into them and started having a chat. They have they were this... on their way to an emergency. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, guys, guys, do you mind? What is, what is, what is, what is, what is it about now? What is what is Tell me about masculinity. Have you got time? Yeah. And they said, where's the manhole? We need to go down. <laughs> No, they were fantastic. The, the way they have a peer-to-peer program, the way they talk to each other, the way they banter, the way they talk about um, everything. They're incredible uh, examples of the modern Aussie bloke. Well, it's like blokes aren't good at talking about this sort of stuff. Yeah, so to get, the... it, to get it all down from someone that we love in a book like that, it, it is a great thing to do. Thanks, I'm trying to get blokes to open up to be more vulnerable. We, we see that uh, being vulnerable is a sign of weakness. I just want to show if I could be open and honest uh, with the book, maybe more blokes will do it in real life as I well. I could start crying again. <laughs> But yeah, so I just I share everything from sexuality stuff, uh, masculinity stuff, uh, penis sizes in there. I talk about male pattern baldness. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a pop up. <laughs> 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 
I needed the fold out. We needed yeah, the fold yeah. out. Yeah. Mine's coming out in a novella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit smaller. But there's, there's so much in there and there's so much in your back catalogue that we want to talk about. We don't have time to cover it all. But yep. one of the big things that we know and love you from is Wicked. Yes. Wicked the musical. And we saw a photo of you with Lucy Durack during the week. Because Wicked's coming back, are you reprising your role in Wicked? I would say absolutely not. I'm 40 years of age now, way too old, and I cannot dance that uh, Dancing Through Life ever again. But the show is coming back, and I'm so excited. It is... Look, it's, without Wicked, there is no Frozen. Without Frozen, there's generations of kids growing up thinking that there still needs to be a prince to save the day. So yes. I think it's this is one of the best shows of all time. So, yeah, I'm glad it's coming back, but no, I won't be in it. Did you learn how to be humble in the book? Um... <laughs> It's all in there, it's all in there, yeah. You're about to wrap up a stint in a musical at the moment. You're in Hairspray playing Corny Collins. What's yeah. that been like? The show's been great. I mean, a couple of years of lockdowns and no stage shows at all across the country, so I'm just wrapped to be a part of a big show again. Uh, Shane Jacobson, Todd McKinney and, uh, of course, Rhonda Birchmore. It's been an absolute hoot uh, being yeah, part of the show. So what did you think of the musical? Did you love it? <laughs> you can't stop the beat? Can I just reveal something? Well, <laughs> I don't think. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Bell's book is out now. I don't think we have to. We don't need to move on. Tom is a very busy man, yeah. and he's been really nervous because he did say, "I can't wait to see it," but because he's been so busy, he hasn't got to see it yet. So, so a while ago, you sent me a message saying, "Hey Tim, loving the cheap seats. You guys are doing great work." Yeah. And I sent back to you, "Good luck for hairspray. Can't wait to see it." Yeah. And you said, "Are you coming opening night?" And you said, "Nothing for seven months." <laughs> I've been, I've been left on red. <laughs> Devastating to be left on red. Yeah. And is, was that upsetting for you, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to talk about it? <laughs> Do you want to hug it out? That's OK. It's OK. There's a few more shows this week. I'll get you along. Yeah. I am a bit busy. <laughs> No, I am trying to check it out. You are amazing at it, I'm Thanks, told. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, an announcement has just been made on your replacement. Who's taking over from you? Well, my good mate Bobby Fox is taking over uh, the role of Corny Collins. I Can't unfortunately... wait to see him. <laughs> in Adelaide and in Sydney, uh, Bobby will be taking over. So it's going to be... Yeah, he's very good. He's fantastic. Speaking of shows that you're involved in, one of the big ones this year, Neighbours, yeah. came to an end. And a lot of people may remember you from Neighbours. You, you had a key role in Neighbours. You were, you were Finn Taylor? Yeah, Finn Kelly, but it's close. Yeah, good. Just another, just another one that you... Obviously, just another one you've watched at me. Thank you. It's good. I feel the love tonight, guys. You feel the love? Yeah. So Finn... Um, Finn Kelly was yeah. the character that, you, that we all know and love. Um, but your, your final scene ever on Neighbours, it goes down in the show's history. We've got a little bit of Finn Kelly's final moments. What happened to Finn there? So Finn was digging a, a grave for Susan Kennedy. I'd kidnapped her and also a baby at the time. Um, wow. I, I was, really... it, was this based on a real-life experience? Yeah. Or was this, uh... <laughs> but anyway, that's me falling in the, the grave and actually drowning myself. So I, and then, luckily for me, because it's a soap, you can come back as a ghost. So I came oh, back. You did it in the last episode. Yeah, I came back. Yeah. What was it like being in the last ever episode of Neighbours? What an emotional finale to a much-loved show. Yeah, it was. It was actually, to, to be honest, it's really beautiful to be on set with all the crew. Like, and I'm talking about crew and cast that have been a part of the show for the last 37 years. To be back on the street in Ramsey Street yeah. or Pinot Court in Vermont. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, and and for those who didn't see it, what was it like? <laughs> 
really beautiful moment. A lot of tears, a lot of tears were shed. They were real tears. They were real tears as well. Real tears, that's right. That's all right. Well, Rob's new book, Putting on a Show, is out now, ladies and gentlemen. What an absolute treat. Would you please thank Rob Mills? Now, recapping our main story from the UK. Giving contraceptive pills to seagulls. It's a big story. <laughs> we will talk about that. Now, of course, we're talking Liz Truss out at number 10. So what effect will it have on the economy? Well, to find out, let's step into the bank. Wow. wow. Mel's Market. Mel's Market. Yeah, this is where I put on my financial guru hat and yes. take a deep dive into important money matters. Wow. <laughs> Let's take a look at the latest figures from Europe. So let me show you at this point what the markets are doing in Europe and all eyes, of course, are on the pounds. Uh, and that's what it's doing. Oh, I was going to show you the pound. It shows you the yen for some reason. But nonetheless, <laughs> this is what Asia's doing. Hopefully I might be able to show you Europe at some point. But nonetheless, uh, some reassurance coming back. I've just got Asia for you there, so yeah, you have to make do with those. We'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> Good to, keep a, good to keep a close eye on that because the last time we ignored Asian markets, we got COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> it's important to keep an eye on the Asian markets. Now, we've nearly got to get out of here, Mel, but before we do, there's lots happening this week, so why don't we... <laughs> pencil it in! Amazing. There are so many events on this week, Mel. Let's grab our diaries and pencil some in. Is that your diary? All the events of that you're going to miss this week from Rob Mills? <laughs> Hairspray Monday, Hairspray Tuesday. <laughs> no, this is Liz Truss's diary. Um, I think 2023 is a little optimistic. <laughs> this is genuinely Liz Truss's diary. There we go. Monday, tank the economy. The week before, kill the Queen. Oh, OK. <laughs> week before, see Hairspray. Oh, even... <laughs> But there's a lot of free pages in here. We need some events. Yes, you could head to the Lismore Show where attendees can barely contain their excitement. After a three-year hiatus, hundreds turned up for day one. Locals happy to be back. That's great. Yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Already looking forward to the next hiatus. Yes, that's it. There is also this prestigious award ceremony. The Australian Meat Industry Council Queensland Awards. Yeah, Queensland Sausage King State Final. Yes. Your, your nickname in high school, was it? <laughs> I was more a chipolata. Um, <laughs> that's going in the diary, the okay. night of nights. Well, you could head to the UK for this. Now, Tavistock's Goose Fair returned to the town today after an absence of three years. A goose festival. Yeah, I might have a gander. But no, there is... That's, that's not going in. Yeah. There is one slight catch. This year it is taking place without any geese. OK. See, when you give contraceptive pills to birds, oh, yeah. this is what happens. There are no geese left. Well, you could head to the Gold Coast, where Year 12 students are celebrating on the beach after giving their studies a red-hot crack. Take a bit of a gap year, and then I'm going to go to uni for criminology. Now, when we say crack, <laughs> if you just look in the background there, uh, <laughs> he's on his way to the telethon. Yes, so, he is yeah. too. That's it from us. We'll see you next week right here yeah. in the Cheeks.